I know that that three years working as a journalist built up this this confidence in me, this quiet confidence that even though I was an introvert, I could still walk into a room and absolutely own it. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. When I tell people that I'm an introvert, it either goes one of two ways. They're either completely surprised or they're like, yeah, of course, I already knew that. And the funny thing is, is it's often people who've only known me on the internet or have connected with me on the internet online who think that I'm an extrovert. They're like, oh my gosh, how are you an introvert when you're like so bubbly online? You do your podcast, you do your YouTube channel, you go live on Instagram, like you have so much confidence and energy. You can't possibly be an introvert. Compare that to people who are either like my longtime friends, they've grown up with me or family members or people that just sort of may meet me, I don't know, like in person. They are the people that can immediately, I guess, pick it up. Or actually, I would say at networking events, at networking events, people probably don't pick it up because, again, I'm putting on this energetic front. And it's a really funny thing about, I guess, me and my personality type. I'm an INFJ, if anyone's wondering, and it is classed as one of the more extroverted introverts category when it comes to personalities. But for me, I can put on a show. I can present. I can chat to people. I can go up to strangers at networking events and be like, hi, I'm Ellen. But it's not easy. And I think that's the really funny thing that I know some of my my private clients we've talked about when they discover that I'm an introvert because a lot of them are introverts themselves. And and the funny thing is, is they they really don't believe me. They're like, how can you do those things when you are an introvert? And that's really why I wanted to make today's episode, because I am such a firm believer that you can be an introvert and still have a thriving, beautiful, successful business. You don't need to be this crazy extrovert people person to thrive and to build a business. For me, what it's been about is just learning how to use kind of my introvert energy correctly, learning that I need to recharge and have time to myself. And basically factoring this into my business. You know, if I have a really big week of, of live classes or Instagram lives of launching a course or program or heaps of client meetings, then I'm also going to factor in some time on the weekends to just be a hermit on the couch and like not even talk to anyone. <laughs> and even sometimes like as much as I love my boyfriend and he's amazing, sometimes if he'll go out to play golf on the weekend, I'm just like, yes, I can just sit on this couch and utter silence alone for a couple of hours. And I'm sure there's some other introverts listening today who relate to this because interestingly enough I did a poll a few weeks ago on my Instagram stories about asking people if they were an introvert and an extrovert and the majority of my followers were introverts which was very cool to see I feel like I have my fellow introverts listening and and cheering me on and the thing is I kind of feel this is how like the OG influencer blogging world was in the beginning 
It was a bunch of introverts on the internet. The reason we became so drawn to the internet and were the ones who really took up on, you know, YouTube and Instagram and blogging before there was money, you know, there was no no money motivation. It was a creative outlet. But also I think because as introverts, it gave us this really nice safe space on the internet. We could get a little bit of our social fix. We could connect to people, but it was also in our comfort zone. You know, we could do this while being in our PJs, you know, on our living room floor, you know, connecting with people on YouTube. And I think that's, that's where it really started. And I always laugh thinking back when my sister and I had our blog in high school and we would go to these little networking events called Bloggers Club and there was also a Bloggers Brunch Club. And it was really funny because they were all girls that we'd met sort of online, we'd, you know, commented, we'd emailed them, messaged them, whatever it may be. And then suddenly you meet in person and we're all so awkward. Like I just have so many vivid memories of these awkward social events being like, oh, hi hi oh oh it's it's so nice to meet you like <laughs> and everyone was really shy and that was the thing like we started blogs because maybe we were quite nerdy and I, I again I'm generalizing this a little bit but you know we started these blogs because we wanted our own little corner of the internet where we could make our own space where we could feel comfortable where we could be ourselves and I think that's why there's a lot of this introvert energy online. It's, it's because this is where we, we started. This is where we were drawn to it first. And for me, from my perspective, coming from that industry of influencers and blogging, being an influencer before influencer was even a word, I really saw a change. You know, when, when it started becoming more mainstream and you could actually make good money off it, I think that was a real key turning point. There was suddenly like a surge of, of more interested people. And I think that's when you also had a lot of extra coming in not saying that there was no extroverts uh, there to begin with but I felt to me as a lot of extroverts coming in who could then almost sell themselves so much better like they could book campaigns because they were really personable they were really confident and outgoing and they loved networking versus me you know being really shy with just my blog and sending out some emails and I always actually say that blogging was a really important part of my journey to becoming a business owner and starting my social media management agency because it was my first entrepreneurial taste. You know, it was the first time making money with my sister without, you know, a job. We were making it, you know, ourselves. We were we were being contracted by businesses to do campaigns and all of this exciting stuff. So it really gave me a taste of, of this exciting life and what it would be like working for myself. But the other thing that it really taught me was how to, again, use my introvertedness as a skill, as an asset, and not let it hold me back. Like, I could still go to these networking events. And I think it was when, you know, it became more popular. There were more bloggers. There were more suddenly events. Suddenly, there were lots of bloggers at, at media launches, more so than the magazine editors now. That was when I really started to believe in myself and not be, I guess, limited by my introvert, you know, label. I wasn't putting myself in a box. It wasn't like, okay, I'm an introvert, so I obviously can't get any of these campaigns. I can't network. I can't go to these events on my own. That was the other big thing. Like my sister and I would always go together. So when something would pop up and it would just be me and she'd be at uni university or she'd be busy, I would freak out and be like, oh my God, I have to go on my own. But I think it really encouraged me to push myself out of my comfort zone. And it made me realize I can be an introvert and I can be successful. Now, fast forward to when I finished university, I think Tara and I would always, we would always think about how we love to, you know, do full-time YouTube after university, but it just didn't really work out for us. You know, it wasn't really 
profitable. Um, and we also didn't love the whole influencer industry. We didn't love having to rely on like campaigns and brand deals to support us. And we had other passions in life. So for me, it was my journalism. I wanted to go into magazines and become a writer. So that's what I did for three years. And if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, you will have heard me talk about this. But this was another key point in my life when it came to embracing my introvert status. I think a lot of it came from my just deep desire to succeed. Like I was so determined to do well in my career and it was competitive. You know, there were a lot of graduates, um, well, not a huge amount. I think there were about 50 in my year for journalism, which may seem like, you know, not that many. But in terms of magazines, there's barely any magazine jobs these days. You know, staff have been completely cut down. So I always had it in the back of my head that like, Ellen, if you want to do this, if you want to be successful, you have to make sure you're going the extra mile. You have to stand out. And that was a big challenge for me and my introvertedness. And I got thrown in the deep end as a junior writer. I was an entertainment writer, which basically involved me going to events. Like I had to do red carpets, like stand on the red carpet, being the classic, like yelling, like, hello, hello, Susie, who are you wearing? Susie, it's Women's Day here. Can we have a quick chat? Like, you know, like that, that journalist on the sidelines. And then I'd go to like movie premieres or like a TV show premiere and I'd have to mix and mingle with the publicists and all of this stuff. And it's so funny because I think I pulled it off so well, but I would be terrified on the inside. Like I would be shaking walking into a room, but you just had to do it. Like I, that was my job. I just had to get it done. I just had to embrace it. And this is why I always say everything happened for a reason for me. I know that that three years working as a journalist built up this this confidence in me, this quiet confidence that even though I was an introvert, I could still walk into a room and absolutely own it. I could walk on set at a photo shoot and, you know, have no one with me, just walk in solo. I know that's such a big thing for introverts is just walking into a room by yourself is so stressful. And I could walk onto these shoots and be like, hey, everyone, how's it going? Like, anyone need a coffee? Oh, my God, I love your outfit. Like, I talk about it still with, with some of my friends. I think it was oh, my friend Alex. She came with me to a movie premiere once. I had a plus one ticket. And she came along with me and she described it as me switching into like my my magazine mode because we'd be chatting away and I'd be like, ah, blah, 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 you know, like a bit of probably like slang. Alex and I coming from OHS <laughs> on Younger High chatting away and then like suddenly there would be talent or an actress or some sort of celebrity that I had connections with and I'd just switch I'd like it would be like a switch going off and I'd be like oh hi Matilda how are you oh my god I love your outfit and my voice would change as well <laughs> I was like putting on this performance I'd be like oh my god I love your outfit how are things with you how's like such and such or like how's your baby doing and my friends also know that I'm like not very a maternal person. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of, of babies, apologies. But I would like milk it to any any sort of talent that was a mum and be like, oh my God, how is such and such such doing? Have they started school yet? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I just switched on. It was like my on mode. And I think that's the thing with introverts is you can have an on mode. You can switch into this extroverted energy. It just kind of takes practice and it takes throwing yourself into these situations. If you just go to that event, if you accept that invitation, if you go to that place, if you challenge yourself to go somewhere solo with no one, you know, no friend or, or sibling with you, you will find your feet. It's just a matter of like tackling that fear. You know, your, your heart might be racing, you know, you might be terrified, but just 
walk into the room, just embrace that feeling and know that you're going to be okay at the end of it. And I think the really key thing here when it came to my business was having that, that confidence to be able to meet clients, to go and have a coffee with other business owners and, and connect and network and go to networking events and all of that kind of jazz. But also understanding that I'd done that before. I knew how it worked. I knew I had the, the confidence to do it. But also knowing that I, I needed to give myself downtime. That's a really key thing as an introvert. You need to recharge your energy. I think that's that's really like the textbook definition of the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Introverts get their energy from being alone. Extroverts get their energy from being around people. And it's so interesting because my boyfriend is actually an extrovert. And I think we both find it quite interesting seeing how each other gets, you know, fueled. Like you literally see it. Like he loves hanging out with people. He loves going into the office all of this kind of jazz. And I'm very much like, I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. Love my friends. <laughs> if anyone's listening, you know, you guys are great. Love hanging out with you. But I also need that time to myself. It's really important to have that balance. And I think once you understand that and you really embrace that, there's nothing about being an introvert that's going to hold you back. Yes, it may be a little bit harder. Yes, it may be harder to pitch ourselves, to put ourselves out there, to network. Um, I always talk about this example of a girls in business event that I went to. Those of you who are listening who are from New Zealand, you probably have heard of this networking event. It's quite like a big one. A lot of people go there. There's usually like a couple of hundred attendees. I think one year it got up to like 500 people when they had it at the cloud. Very big event. And I remember one particular year, it must have been over a weekend where my parents were away. So I'd spent the, the weekend alone in the house anyway. So I'd, I, you know, I was fully energized. <laughs> I'd had my alone time for my little introvertedness inside me. And it was quite a drive away, this event, the location. Drove for about an hour. And I was on like a very busy main road for the majority of the drive. And then suddenly I pulled off. I had my GPS on and it directed me in a you know different direction. And those of you who know me well know that I am so bad with directions. Like honestly, so bad. Like spin me around in circles and I get lost in a mall kind of thing or just lost on you know my own street where I live. <laughs> like I am bad with directions. So I always rely on my GPS. But it's also a source of like anxiety for me, like going to new places. If I don't know where I'm going, getting lost. Uh, prime example just popped into my head this morning. I tried to go to a different dog park <laughs> with our foster dog and I got lost, like literally one suburb over from me and I got lost. But anyway, my, my Google was directing me, but I still didn't trust it to, to get me to this event. And when we pulled off onto a different road, there were like no cars. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, okay, the, the event's about to like start in 10 minutes. And I'm on this main only road to the local location and there's no cars here. So I started freaking out being like, oh my God, do I have the wrong time? Am I late? Am I here on the wrong day? Like literally pulled over to check my calendar and be like, okay, is this really the right location and the right day? So I keep trundling along, still like no cars, no cars, no cars. And eventually I pull myself up at the location in the car and there, there are the cars. <laughs> so there was no reason to panic. Everyone was there. But I still had the stress in me. Like I sat in the car for a solid five minutes being like, okay, we can do this, like deep breath. We can we can get out of the car. We're just going to walk in there. Like there's heaps of people there already. We're just going to walk in, like plan it out for myself. Like we're going to walk in, we're going to get a drink. We're going to go and look at like the, the buffet or whatever pop-up thing they have going on. If there's like a stand, we'll go have a look at that. And then we'll try find someone who's like maybe standing by themselves. Like I had this whole process that I had to talk myself up. I had to make a plan and then I could get out of the car. Very 
in mind, this was only like, must have been before COVID. So it would be like a year and a half ago. Like this was not that long ago. Like I was a full-time business owner. I was a boss babe. And I'm sitting in my car like (laughs) giving myself a pep talk. And I think that's the other thing, the key thing to remember with being an introvert is I, I think even though I have all this experience and I talked about switching on, I talked about putting on that that sort of performance and, and going into my old journalism events and gigs and, and, and being able to switch on. But it's also like, it's, it's still something that I struggle with. And I think that's the key thing as well is you aren't going to suddenly get over being an introvert. You're not going to cure it. There's not some magical vaccine that we can, you know, suddenly become an extrovert and be so outgoing and amazing. It is something you're always going to have. And again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I've really learned to embrace it and just really learned that it's part of me and it doesn't have to hold me back. Like, yes, okay, maybe it makes me pause before going into a networking event, but that's really a a nerve wracking um, experience for most people. And I totally encourage you guys, if you are listening on the podcast and you want to send me a DM or send me a screenshot listening to this episode and tell me if you've ever, ever experienced this, this fear of walking into an event or a room or, you know, riding solo to some sort of occasion. But I am standing here today, or technically sitting as I record this this episode, I'm standing here as evidence that you can make it, that these things don't have to hold you back, that it doesn't have to be a limitation, that you can be a boss babe, business owner, and be an introvert. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It is a little bit on the shorter side, short and sweet, but this is a topic that I just love and I am so passionate about. So yeah, let me know. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Did you relate to this episode? Did you find it useful? I really hope you did. And remember in my last episode, I mentioned I have recently launched a new coaching program. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. There's also a special podcast discount for that program as well, just for my podcast listeners. So thank you again so much for listening to this episode and make sure you are subscribed so we can catch up again in the next one. Bye guys.